Sports Orbit. We make the world go round. I've been given free hand to succeed. That's coming from Phoenix George, ex Super Eagles legend and current uh, coach of AIMBA of Abad. With that, I welcome you to today's episode of Sports Orbit, coming to you live from the Leadership Podcast Studio. My name is Afa Acho, and I'll be your host today. On today's episode of Sports Orbit, we have a lot to store for you. There's a Premier League preview. We have uh, some transfer news and a lot more. I'm not here alone in the studio. On this episode, I'm here with my colleague Fidelis. Fidelis, welcome to this episode of Sports Orbit. Thank you, Afa. Nice to be here. We'll see you every maybe <laughs> once in every two weeks. Hope your sojourn around the world has been, you so know. I'm, I'm around from now. <laughs> welcome to. Episode this episode of Sports Orbit. Alright, we'll begin the show right here in the Nigerian local scene where Finidi George, newly appointed coach of Eimba of Aba has come out to say and debunk the rumors which have been going around that since his appointment as the new head coach of Eimba, that he has not been given the free hand to succeed but he has come out to debunk those rumors to say that the club management has given him everything he needs to succeed. Finalis, do you back Finidi George and do you actually think that if actually he's been given the free hand to succeed that Finidi will be a big success as the new head coach of Abba, uh, Eimba of Abba? Well, uh, <coughs> Eimba of course is one of the best sides we have in terms of Nigerian local and uh, without doubt Finidi George also one of the best we've had ever oh. talking about the, the Super Eagles team, the national team. Uh, he's the one time champion league winner, I think in the year 1995. Yeah, with Ajax. Yes, with Ajax. Oh. There's no way you write the history of Nigerian football without mentioning the uh, George. Oh. And considering that um, Aimba, of course, is one of the best club, the best side we have in the local league, oh, I think it's a, it's a good match. <laughs> and you know, uh, Inba, of course, they've not been doing too bad in recent time, even though they finished, I think, second. And it just concluded uh, in Nigeria uh, Premier League. So, um, Finiti coming in to take over as the coach of Inba, I think is a good one. And even though there was quite a, you know, there was this rumor that he's not been given a free hand. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, we've heard from the horse's mouth so, that he's been given a free hand to, 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 succeed, to succeed in the club. You know? yeah. And that is what every coach, every coach uh, needs. When you bring in a new coach, you have to give them everything, all the support, give them the free hand, you know, to oh. succeed at the club. Because the reason why you actually brought them is for them to come and succeed in the club. Absolutely. So I just I just hope what he says is right, that he's been given a, a free hand. Yeah. Because uh, because you know how it is in a lot it, it, how it goes in football. When rumors start flying around, like you say, there's no smoke without fire. Yeah, sure. So it could be that maybe there was a kind of incident. Sure. You know, but he has come out to clearly say that that is not the case. Sure, most times when these things come out, you know, there's always an atom of truth oh. in it. Even though sometimes before the rumor starts flying, you know, the, the first 
person that breaks the rumor may not really get the full story as to what is happening. Absolutely. Maybe with the little they got in, they just like, oh, uh, based on personal perspective, uh, perception, they just like, okay, this is what is happening. But since um, Finiti himself has come out to say, oh, he's been given a free hand, then we just have to go by what so he is saying and hope he actually succeeds so, uh, uh, in, in the club. In his words, he came out to say, all I know is that I have been given a free hand to succeed at Aimba and I'm ready to prove my worth as a coach. My desire is to continue to perform well with Ayimba by breaking every barrier, winning every match and succeed with the club. Away from that, still on the NPFL right here, uh, going to the Super Eagles, Olu Shishi, the, uh, the captain of Rangers International of Enugu, alongside four of his Rangers teammates, have been called up to the Super Eagles Team B, who are scheduled to face Congo Dia in the friendly encounter coming up. Uh, in the last encounter we had uh, Super Eagles Team B played with Mexico out there in the USA. Uh, Topper was also, also in that match. Also in that team, four Rangers international players were also in that squad that make up the Super Eagles Team B. Does that show that Rangers is a quality side for Rangers alone to produce at least four players for the home base Eagles. That goes to that tells a lot about the kind of side that Rangers sure is. For, yeah. for, for the not one, not no. two, you know, no. up to four players coming no. from a single a, a club. Single club. No. That shows they, they have quality players. If you have four out of twelve, it's not a bad not a bad one, you know. Those four can actually do something uh, extraordinary for you to, to win your games. And you know, talking about their last batting against um, Mexico, Mexico in the US. Now, even though they actually lost that 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 match, you know, but that's one of the benefits of you know fielding um, your your uh, local based players yeah. in even though they are friendly competitions. You know, that's one of the benefits because it's actually from that match we got to see that oh we have players like this you know, who we could uh, uh, have um, confidence in you know, yeah. talking about the local side. So I think uh, um Olusechi leading the the um, Super Eagles team B is not a is not a bad one, no? And at this time, I think this is the, the time for him to shine. Okay, yeah. yeah. After the the match against Mexico, now this one is coming out and he's oh. the one leading the team. You know, this is the time for him to you know shine and yeah. and get get try to get his, his shirt uh, in the in the in the national national team. Oh. So, are you expecting the Super Eagles team B? To perform better than they did last time out when they played Mexico. Yes, they lost some. People have made different, you know, comments about that game. But to me, I thought it was really a poor performance. I don't know if it was due to lack of experience. Uh, maybe the Mexican side were uh, more experienced. But of course, you can't uh, really blame them because even going by local league standards, you cannot compare even the Mexican league to you know our NPFL our, our here. So could that really be a factor that affected the uh, home based Eagles? You know actually there are lots of factors. The first being that you know the Mexican side they they, they actually featured uh, um, most of their top players yeah. in that match. You know, but uh, our own coach decided to, to field 
most of the local players. No, one of the main reasons why it was like that was because most of our European yeah. stars, the league yeah. had just resumed yes. and they're engaged, you know, club commitment. So uh, a lot of the club at that point were even reluctant yes. to release so the release, players. To release the players. Yeah. No, but um, and also, you know, these players they talking about the, the local side, oh. you know, going to play against Mexico in the US. So, you know, over there, the, 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 the facilities there are quite standard enough, you know. But here, you know, they just try to manage. So it's like, uh, um, not to cut you, Mexico shares border with US. So for Mexico, Mexico you're more like playing, playing, play, at home. playing at home, you know. But these guys, they had to cross. Uh, some some teams, thousands, thousands of miles away from home, and you know playing in a facility that is quite uh, 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 better than what you are used to. Yeah. You know, it's it definitely take them time to to adapt. But you know, not even though they lost the game, you know they say the the biggest room in the world is the room for improvement. <laughs> no, <matter, laughs> no matter how good you are, there is always room for for improvement. You know. You know uh, after that game, I think this one uh, is another another room for them to, to improve on themselves and improve. Uh, still on the local scene, this time we're going straight to Yanagoa, the Bayasha state capital, where Daniel Igali, the Commissioner of Youth and Sports in Bayasha, has come out to clarify and debunk rumors going around that the stadium was banned by CAF. Uh, there have been rumors and ahead of the Confederations Cup, which by United is supposed to play against CS Faxian of Tunisia. This rumor came out some weeks ago that the CAF, the stadium, was not approved by CAF. According to those who were flying these uh, mischievous allegations, said the stadium is not up to standard, so he has been banned. But Daniel Gali, the sports commissioner, has come out to say that wasn't the case that actually that a certain contractor uh, wanted to you know be, be wanted to some government patronage to do some works on the stadium but he was turned down and that's where these rumors actually uh, came out to fly what do you make of this like we said earlier when rumors like this start flying out sometimes something yeah. could just be brewing under personally you know at this point though it's still a an allegation right but at this point, I really don't want to care whether it's an allegation or it's a, it's a verified partner this time because for for something like this to be coming, there could be an atom of truth like that you And also, if um, we can't be so sure about the, the 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 state of our national stadium. How then can we be sure about the state of the facilities yeah, in, exactly. a, in the bias system? Mm. These things are coming up is, uh, because there is no confidence in the state of our in, in, the, in, the, in the facilities in our stadium in the, in the, in the, in the country. Mm -hmm. you know? Because even before now, this is just coming from Bayesa, but before now, even from our national stadium, there's been a series of issues like this coming up that the, the facilities in the national stadium is nothing to write me about or they are dilapidated, you know. But now this is coming from Bayesha. If we can't be so sure about our national stadium, how can we be sure about the one that is far from us, you know? Exactly. Because once in a the matches or matches do go on in the Bayesha Stadium, just once in a while, right? But the the national stadium which every eye sees, which there are lots of activities going on there, we are not sure of it. Then how come can we be sure about it? No, but the, the commissioner Daniel Gali has come out to say that's not the case. And 
from the pictures, if we have that on the screen, from the pictures you can see, well, we could say it's just an image, but from the pictures you could see from our screen, the stadium looks quite okay from me looking from here, but except maybe I see it in person, <laughs> I might not be able to sure. conclude 100%. Sure, from the, from the picture we are seeing, and this will be an Seriously. But another thing is, you know, at times is when the, the, uh, an inspection team is coming. Yeah. That's when there will be, you know, this uh, rush to 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 uh, renovate the stadium, make sure everything is good because an inspection team is coming, or because there is a match that is going to take place in the stadium. Then after the renovation, after the match, after the inspection team is gone, everybody just, you know, everybody goes home. See when another rumor flies again, <laughs> you know, it's just. Issues like this shouldn't have come up if yeah. there are serious, uh, um, uh, if a lot is going on in the yeah. stadium. Issues like this are coming up yeah. it's because we, the management seems to not really care about the state of the, of the, the facilities in that. And that's why issues like this are coming up. I mean, it's, it's, it's really sad, you know. It's really sad. It's really sad that's coming from Fidelis. All right, still. On the local scene, but we go to Nigerian players abroad, where Alex Yobi has come up to say that his game has improved under new boss uh, Rafael Benitez. Even though Iwobi is yet to taste plenty of action with coming, but he has come out to say that the training uh, uh, regime that Benitez brought to Everton is quite different from what he has experienced in every club. He has played. Do you agree with him that you know his game has improved, even though we are yet to see much of him this season? So, sitting from here, we might not be able to give a proper assessment of uh, the improvement he's talking about. No, um, personally, I think one of the improvements, which of course matters, is your relationship with him. Sure. All right, because that will actually determine how every other uh, every other thing will stand up. Relationship with the coach is not no matter how you train, it's you're just, just like you're wasting your time. You know? So, for you to have to say that, um, yeah, this experience there has you know, improved, yeah, no, um, he's the one saying it, you know, but we can't doubt him, even though, like you said, we've not really seen much of him, but we can't doubt him. Um, when we get to TV, we will be able to prove to us that really, you know, he has. Yes, All right, when we see he will be taste more action under the new coach Rafael Benitez, we will know if truly there has been an improvement in his game. Just stay with us, we still have much more in store for you. We'll see him as simply can't stop scoring. The Premier League uh, uh, preview is coming up. We have a bit of some transfer business. This and many more will bring to you once we return from this timeout. Don't go nowhere. Sports Orbit. We make the world go round. Welcome back to Sports Orbit, reaching you live from the Leadership Podcast Studio. Before we went on the break, Osimhen simply can't stop scoring as the youngster scored a brace in Napoli's win over uh, Sampdoria. Some, uh, Napoli won that game 4-0. And the Nigerian striker scored twice in that game. With this win, Napoli has now toppled Inter to claim top spot in the Serie A. 
good one for Osimi, I must confess. I mean, this is his third goal in uh, two matches for Napoli. Right from the preseason building up to the start of the new league, Osimi has been in imperious form and he has taken that form right into the Serie League. Good one, I must say. And this should be, a, I mean, uh, 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 to the benefit of the Super Eagles eventually. Surely, no, it's the benefit of the Super Eagles. Because when you talk about improvement, Osimi is, is just, it's just that word improvement. Oh. When you talk about the player that has improved. And uh, when you wear the number nine jersey, it's a top man. You have just one responsibility for two small goals. And that is what Osimi is. I'm not surprised. We all know Osimi to be a very good striker. And that's the reason why Napoli came for him. And actually splashed some big money to 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 yes to sign to yeah, sign yeah, sure. They know they know he can he can do this. And uh, luckily for him, he hasn't disappointed him absolutely not because he has he has really rise to you know rise up to his responsibilities yeah. with matches and he has done that again. Three goes in two matches. Yeah, I think he has he has about five goals now in, in his last five yeah uh, that three games. Oh. That's a very fine one for. For, for Osime, and we hope he continues in, in this form. I can't be surprised if um, if he goes on to you know do what and Lukaku did last last season. Oh. He can just continue and give them the league. He continues continues in the, in this form. You know, there is no doubt that uh, uh, Napoli could be could be the major contenders for oh. this season. They can just as well go on and do it. And with his form. Uh, it's been performance so far. Do you see the situation where some other uh, top guns in Europe will come knocking at the doors of Napoli for this young man's uh, signature? Not forgetting that just last week, uh, Napoli actually uh, came to slam a very high uh, barrack clouds on the cement. I, I think they did that just to forestall um, any attempts by some of these. European because with this performance, I can show you that a lot of teams are watching. And by the uh, if you continue in this form by the next uh, uh, season, uh, he staying at Napoli, I'm sure will really be a, a battle point for Napoli to keep him. You know when um, Lukaku left Chelsea, right? Everyone shifted their attention to because you know, he's gone. He really can't do much. But when they see that he has delivered in uh, Inter Milan. Right, oh, attention, switch back to him, and Chelsea actually went to him. Like, this guy is the best. I can't be so surprised if other big club comes for for Osimi, you know, especially now that he's in top form. And every club wants a top nine like this to be scoring goals for them. Absolutely, for my United to go back to sign Ronaldo, you know, <laughs> that's the reason why they went for him because he can score goals. Yeah. And I can't be surprised if they actually if they as well go for for Osimi at this time. And you know when you are doing well, your release clause has to increase. Absolutely right. Take a look at Mbappe, Haaland. You know, their release price all of a sudden just you know skyrocketed, and that is what Napoli is doing at this time because they know that clubs will start putting their eyes on Osimhen at this time. And then uh, Napoli, they can't afford to lose Osimhen at this time, you know, because he's he's just the one that delivering the goals for them. Right? They can't afford to lose him at this time, so they just have to. And release club and as a player definitely you don't just you, you are not expected to just sit in one place you know? yeah, he, he, he has to be that club you know? 
get tougher competitions with that challenge is enough and try to show yourself oh. that even though uh, <laughs> a lot of people say that is what the Ronaldo did for United which of course did work out too well did the Juventus which yeah. of course did work out for you but you know there is always a, um, that uh, bigger challenge oh. coming for you and he has to move to bigger clubs but maybe not quite at this time you know, as time progresses as time progresses we'll see how that pans out if Osimhen will actually move to a bigger club when they come knocking on Napoli's doors now we'll head straight into the transfer market where Man United is in the news again and reports which in us suggest that United are focused on bringing Erling Haaland and Declan Rice to Old Trafford next summer in spite of the big signings United have made this season Sancho, Brockton, Brani, of course, and the sensational uh, return back to Old Trafford for Cristiano Ronaldo. Looks like United are still not done. United still want to add some more firepower in Erling Haaland and, of course, simplify the midfield by bringing Declan Rice, who has shown that he is a top top player when it comes to playing in the middle of the park. Do you think uh, United will be able to land the sign and not forgetting that West Ham? have slammed the 100 million pound uh, fee on Declan Rice. But for Erling Haaland, Erling Haaland, uh, they suppose his contract is supposed to run down uh, at uh, Dortmund this season. And fortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately for Dortmund, but fortunately for United, his release clause when they bought him was set at just 67 million pounds, which in my opinion, that is chicken feed for United. Do you think this move will happen? Not forgetting that other clubs have also been put on red alert, uh, knowing that Erling Haaland release clause is just seven million pounds. You know, at some point you have to just consider that it's not really about having the funds to go after players, right? Or just going after players. At some point you have to, you have to consider when you finally get those players, how do you play them? Absolutely. How do you play them? Imagine you have Ronaldo. Now you are going for Haaland. Don't forget that Cavani is still in that team. Cavani is there. He hasn't even started playing yet because he's still struggling with fitness. Of course. Rashford just came back from the surgery. Yes. Yet to get back fully into the team. Okay. Then uh, um, Bruno Fernandes. Oh. Before Ronaldo came, he's the one that is scoring this for Right? Bruno Fernandes as well. Is and now you are bringing in Haaland. Uh, oh. When you bring in Haaland, are you going to bench Ronaldo? For Haaland. Someone will have to be sacrificed, might not be Ronaldo. And but Haaland at this point, at this point of his career, he shouldn't sit at the bench. So Haaland will walk in straight into the first team of any team in Europe. Then, because Haaland, of course, is a, is a, is a, is a goal scorer. Which, a goal machine. A goal, a goal machine, alright? And that is the same reason why they brought in Ronaldo. Which, of course, Ronaldo has been scoring goals for them. Oh. You know, I think uh, Tiri goes in, a, in his uh, last or two games. Yeah, Tiri goes in his last two games. You can't afford to bench Haaland for Ronaldo, and you can't bench Ronaldo for Haaland. So there will seem to be quite uh, a conflict in your attack, alright? So I think what they should have done is, okay, they might place him under their radar, like, okay, uh, in the next two, three years, we may try to bring in Haaland. At that time, maybe Ronaldo's contract will have been, you know, been, uh, coming to an end, yeah. then we bring in Haaland. Because you can't afford to bring in Haaland. And keep him on the bench. But the fear is that if they allow Ronaldo's contract to 
run out before breaking Allah. They might miss out on him because by then, one of the other big guns in Europe might have uh, snapped on his signature by then, so they might miss out on, on, on the striker. If you if you consider that missing out on uh, Haaland, and that's enough reason for you to bring him, it means you are, you are placing his career at stake, all right? Because you can't bring him in, you can't bring bring him in and keep him on the bench. You know, Haaland is not a person that you bring and put to the bench. He has to score goals. And that is what Ronaldo is doing. And there is no way you can field the both of them in your in the, the unless you are playing the 442 formation. Mm -hmm. I put Ronaldo and Haaland there. And there will still be conflict because Ronaldo will want to score. Haaland will want to score. So <laughs> there will be problem. Let them just see how they can, you know, work with what they have now instead of winning Haaland. I don't see how Haaland will fit into the Manchester United team at this time. For a steal on transfer, professionals also suggest that Barcelona are planning a short move for the Arsenal striker Alexander Lacazette. Is that a good buy for Baka? Do you think Lacazette is the person who Baka really needs right now, especially with the way results are going? Results have not really been going in their favor. Baka are finding hard to score goals. Is Lacazette the man? needs to get them back on the scoring sheet at this time i think barcelona's problem is way beyond like I said. <laughs> <laughs> seriously it's way beyond like i said if dipay cannot provide goals for barcelona oh. um this my breath oh. cannot provide goals for barcelona then i don't see like i said coming in to solve the, the Problem, problem. Of goal scoring <laughs> in Barcelona, right? Because he has not even been doing that in a Arsenal no, no, no. this time. You know, so I don't see him coming in to solve the problem of goal scoring in Barcelona at this time. So that's why I said Barcelona problem at this point is way beyond bringing in Lacazette, uh, bringing in Lacazette. Like because if you bring in him, it's like adding to your problem. Because at the end so of the day. Really what do you think is Baka's problem? Is it a coaching problem? Is it a lack of the right personnel to actually carry out the ambition on the pitch? Baka's problem number one, coach and also psychology. Since Messi left, they are still trying to build a style of play absolutely, which they still have, they haven't gotten to. Because, you know, before now, when you watch Barcelona, even if they are losing, the way they play, you know, there's still, there's still this beauty in the way they play. Oh. At the end of the day, even though they lose it, you still have something to take away from them. Like, wow, these guys played well. But now, there is nothing special about the Barcelona play. Alright, it's just you beat people keep out the ball, you shoot it inside, everybody pursues the ball, whoever gets the ball at the end of the day plays it back to the goalkeeper. Oh. Nothing special about So they are still trying to see how they can craft out a style of play after the Messi era. Which they still haven't gotten, and Messi leaving the club, the the, the players there they are still not gotten that over their head. Like oh, Messi is no more because they build so much around Messi. Like wow, they understand themselves so well. They know how to position themselves. But now they don't have it. Correct. So now that's why in most in most of their games, the play just keeps running, 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 running. Nothing special, bro. Because when Messi was there, he can tell you, okay, you stay here, and when he gets the ball, he knows how to play the pass. And as long as you are there, the ball will come to you. And you score the but no, no, nothing seems to be special about it. So apart from coaching, psychologically, the team is down.
team is down because they also need to build that. And uh, in terms of the coaching aspect, you know, he seems not to know the changes to make at some time. Sometimes he just you know, sits there putting hands in his pocket and just oh. hope that you know, the team pulls up more. Well, which of course doesn't, doesn't happen oh. like that. Oh. So, it's way beyond, like I said, like I said, and also the Barcelona <laughs> well, in Fidelis' opinion, Lacazette cannot solve the problem of Barcelona. Before we quickly go, we have a quick preview of the EPL matches. There are a lot of mouth-watching clashes, clashes come this weekend in the match with six of the English Premier League. The first match of the weekend tomorrow, 12.30 noon, will be Chelsea hosting Pep Guardiola's Man City at Stanford Bridge. Man United will hope to get back to winning wins as they host Aston Villa at Old Trafford. Norwich will travel to Everton to see if they can get their first win of the season. While Leeds United will also be at home to West Ham, Leicester City will play at the King Power Stadium and will hope to get back to winning ways in the EPL against Burnley. Watford will be at home to Newcastle. While former champions Liverpool will travel all the way to Brentford. And on Sunday, the Super Sunday Clash will be between Southampton and Wolves. And of course, at the Emirates, Tottenham Hotspur will be the guests of Arsenal in a North London derby. So quickly, the two star matches, Chelsea, Man City, Arsenal, Tottenham. Who do you see emerging victorious in these matches? Well, that of Chelsea and uh, in recent times, uh, Chelsea has been the most consistent And not forgetting that Tuchel has beaten Guardiola three times. But the record said that Guardiola has now been beaten four times by one single opponent. So do you think this will be first time lucky for Tuchel or Guardiola might get his pound of flesh? But his record says nobody has beat one particular person. He's yet to beat him four times. I think Tukel is going to break that jinx. If Tukel has beaten Man City three times, then you can swear to it four times. So me, I'm not counting. I'm not counting on on that that analysis. But you know, checking at looking at their head to head, the biggest win has actually come from. Yes. I think the 6 0 win against Chelsea in 2019 or something like that, and it was also in the Premier League. But in terms of consistency, Chelsea has been the most consistent to the Premier League. And I just hope they will. So, Arsenal, Tottenham, not London Derby. Derbies are always very close to come. Do you think Arsenal will be able to make it three straight Premier League wins against Tottenham, especially? Playing in front of their fans right there at the Emirates. Wow, for Arsenal, the prayer for Arsenal has worked twice. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> against Tottenham, we will have to pray more other because you know Tottenham they are quite better than Arsenal oh, on current form. On current form, but they lost their last match. Yes, they lost their last match, but then you still can't take it away from them. Arsenal, they their last one has been one throw and so it's not been convincing me for us and it's still not find there. But uh that's not quite the story for, for the Tottenham and Central. So maybe to give that to the Tottenham. Because they go at man 
Alright, Fidelis thinks that Tottenham were most victorious in the London Dub on Sunday. Well, for now, viewers, this is where we draw the curtain on today and this week's episode of Sports Orbit. It's been a pleasure bringing this uh, program to you all through the week. And until we come your way again on Monday for another fresh and exciting episode of Sports Orbit, my name is Afa Cho and Fidelis, nice being here. My pleasure. So, viewers, until we come your way again on Monday, have a lovely weekend, stay safe out there, and bye-bye. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast, from the stable of Leadership Media Group.